Section one of With the Royal Army Medical Corps in Egypt by Sergeant Major RAMC. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter one Retrospect The story of the work of the British Army Medical Service in Egypt begins thirty five years back so long ago as the late summer of eighteen eighty two when sir garnet wolsey and his force arrived to quell the rebellion of the egyptian army under arabi pasha the campaign lasted about three months and some idea of the heavy work which devolved on the medical contingent of the british force may be gathered from the fact that during this period seven thousand six hundred sick and wounded men were treated in the field hospitals while during the remainder of the year a period of a little over eleven weeks a further six thousand eight hundred cases passed through the hands of the medical staff bringing the number of cases dealt with in less than six months under the most trying conditions up to a total of fourteen thousand four hundred but heavy as was the work entailed by the campaign itself on the army hospital corps as the medical branch of the service was then termed there were still more arduous if less exciting times in store when the british expeditionary force settled down in egypt as virtually a permanent army of occupation the two great cities of egypt cairo and alexandria had to be garrisoned and suitable barrack accommodation found for the troops but to quote from the official report of the time every available barrack and public building was in so foul a state as to be uninhabitable by europeans and it was impossible to find any unobjectionable camping-ground affording sufficient space with water supply available that was not for military considerations too far distant medical and sanitary science in egypt indeed were at the time at so low an ebb as to be practically non-existent though a soi-disant school of medicine founded in the bad and brilliant mahomet alley days long ago still persisted all sanitary quarantine and hospital buildings in the country had fallen into rack and ruin for want of funds cairo was described as a city of cesspits most of these overflowing into a system of archaic covered channels which in turn discharged their contents into the canals and the river nile the river which constituted the city's only water supply alexandria was in no better case the mahmoudi canal which was the sole source of water for the town was virtually an open sewer every condition favourable to the development of epidemic disease was present not only in the great towns but throughout egypt generally 
hardly had the british medical authorities succeeded in housing our troops in some sort of decency and comfort when they were called upon to face a new situation which could only be described as appalling the incidents of the great cholera epidemic of eighteen eighty three there were at the time some six thousand five hundred british troops stationed in egypt these being distributed in various quarters in the two large towns the cholera first appeared at damietta a town close to the mediterranean seaboard and a description of the place at the time leaves not only little room for wonder at the appearance of the epidemic but causes a feeling of astonishment that disease had not wiped it out long ago no condition favourable to the spontaneous production of almost any epidemic seemed to be wanting damietta lay in the midst of a network of half inundated plains stagnant canals and lakes and low-lying river levels of the foulest mud sanitation was utterly unknown in or about the town the houses were very old ruinous and overcrowded and the narrow streets indescribably filthy in addition to these normal conditions rendering the place at any time a veritable hotbed for disease the date of the outbreak of cholera coincided with the existence of special and extraordinary circumstances it was the time of the great annual fair when the thirty thousand or so constituting the ordinary population of the already overcrowded town had been augmented by the influx of some fifteen thousand people from neighbouring districts these forty-five thousand human beings were subsisting on fasec which is fish allowed to putrefy in the sun and diseased meat for the cattle plague had been raging all round the neighbourhood and drinking the nile water polluted by hundreds of carcasses of beasts which had died of bovine typhus whose skins were stored up in rotting heaps in the interior of the town this epidemic of cholera in eighteen eighty three after its first appearance at damietta rapidly spread over egypt and before it was finally stamped out had accounted for some sixty thousand deaths an estimate which however is probably far short of the actual figures among the british soldiers only two hundred cases occurred which fact is a remarkable tribute to the energy skill and ingenuity of our medical officers these caused a wholesale prompt removal of the troops from infected areas and set in train a host of preventative and protective measures against intercommunication of disease within the force while bringing all the resources of medical science to bear on existing cases nursing cholera patients was then and indeed ever will be a particularly hazardous employment and it is therefore 
not surprising to read in the official report of the time that in regard to infection the men of the army hospital corps suffered out of all proportion to the other branches of the service looking through the army medical department reports of the thirty-two years coming between our first military occupation of egypt and the beginning of the great war in nineteen fourteen we find an unbroken record of steady quiet work done by our army authorities or under their aegis towards the improvement of medical and sanitary conditions in the country british students of egyptian history during this period may well be proud of all their countrymen accomplished in the direction of economic military financial and political reform and that in the face of every kind of opposition that oriental inertia and an incredibly corrupt bureaucracy could together bring to bear on it but it is a question whether anything finer has been done for egypt than was done by the handful of british medical men during those patient laborious years when they succeeded at last in creating something approaching to hygienic order out of a chaos that outrivalled the very worst that ever existed in europe even in the darkest time of the middle ages but the record of the british army medical service in egypt during this period has much more to show than these results of the plodding labours of peace though after the crushing victory of sir garnet wolsey over the mutinous egyptian army under arabi pasha in eighteen eighty two egypt proper settled down to a state of tranquillity and peaceful progress it was far otherwise throughout the vast area of the soudan where the khedive's authority had two years later become so precarious that complete evacuation by the egyptian troops had been finally decided on disaster after disaster had befallen the native forces sent against the madi general gordon who had been dispatched to the soudan on behalf of the egyptian government to conduct the evacuation and secure the safe withdrawal of the egyptian garrisons had not only failed in this object but was himself shut up in khartoum and obviously in danger though as lord cromer points out the british government were under no moral obligation to relieve the egyptian garrisons they were under a strong obligation to prevent general gordon from falling into the hands of the madi the nile expeditionary force consisting of some eleven thousand men was therefore sent out under lord wolsey and in the autumn of eighteen eighty four took the field no detailed account of the achievements of the medical staff corps as the army medical service was then named during this campaign can here be attempted but the arduous nature of the work of the medical staff corps officers and men can be fairly well estimated 
from the fact that over nine thousand cases of sick and wounded were dealt with under circumstances of extreme difficulty there followed in eighteen eighty five the swakim expedition against the dervishes under osmond digna in the eastern sudan here the british and british indian troops numbered about thirteen thousand the work of the force was carried through under if anything still more trying conditions and again the medical staff corps contrived to perform its part with singular devotion and energy the nile expeditionary force which was organized four years later to assist the now rehabilitated egyptian army to repel the threatened invasion of egypt by the dervishes did not actually take part in the operations except in regard to its cavalry the battle of taski which terminated the campaign was fought and won by the egyptian forces under sir francis grenfell and his british officers before the purely british contingent arrived on the scene but the preparations for the campaign made by the medical staff corps involved an enormous amount of work and a considerable number of sick cases were dealt with actually some six hundred patients were admitted to british hospitals in connection with this campaign the year eighteen ninety six was fraught with consequence for british medical men in egypt for in it occurred the second severe epidemic of cholera and it was also the year in which the dongola expeditionary force which marked the beginning of the reconquest of the sudan came into being of the cholera visitation no more need be said here than to state briefly certain pregnant facts whereas in eighteen eighty three this scourge of eastern peoples levied a toll of more than sixty thousand lives in the country the present attack was stopped when little more than a quarter of that number had succumbed moreover among the british garrisons while the first epidemic produced two hundred cases the present accounted for only six the great difference in these figures is obviously due to the undeviating and insistent influence of our medical men through long years on local sanitary conditions and it pays special tribute to the efficiency of the work of the egyptian sanitary department headed then as now by englishmen members of the british army medical service the campaign which in the autumn of eighteen ninety six ended with the occupation of dongola was carried through mainly by the egyptian army under its sirdar sir herbert kitchener the holy british forces engaged numbering in all less than one thousand here again however both the british doctors with the egyptian force and the members of the medical staff corps earned and deserved great credit for their work on the lines of communication as well as in the field heat dust frequent sandstorms 
the fact that enteric fever was rife in the districts traversed by the troops and cholera raging in all the villages round the camps all united to create a situation fraught with great difficulty and anxiety for the medical authorities but though the cholera obtained a footing among our troops the number of cases reached only twenty-four of which however but three recovered such was the virulent type of the disease this rapid survey of the work of the british army medical service in egypt from the time of our first occupation to the beginning of the great war must close with a brief narration of events in eighteen ninety eight which year saw the final destruction of madiism in the soudan and the restoration of the khedivas authority so long set at naught in that unhappy province the nile expedition of eighteen ninety eight the successful conduct of which won for kitchener his peerage and the beginnings of fame occupied some nine months and the story of the campaign from the point of view of the medical service is full of interest we find our organization once more changed in name bearing at last the title with which we are all familiar to-day the royal army medical corps but the change was not only in name the science of the treatment of sick and wounded in war waged in tropic countries may be said at this time to have first emerged from the tentative experimental stage and to have blossomed out into a proved and practical system based not only on the experience gained in past egyptian campaigns but specially devised to meet the exigencies of the present lord kitchener's army consisted of some twenty five thousand men of which about eight thousand were british troops the campaign included the two great battles of nakheela on the atbara and of omdurman close to khartoum and from first to last the arrangements made for the care and conveyance of sick and wounded worked almost without a hitch what this means can only be realized by a study of the conditions geographical and climatic under which the operations were carried through the country traversed was for the most part sandy desert where at the time high winds and almost incessant sandstorms raged throughout nearly the entire campaign the heat was tremendous generally reaching one hundred degrees in the shade and for one period of four days remaining well over one hundred and twenty degrees the battle of omdurman which finally broke the power of madiism in the soudan was fought under a temperature of one hundred and eight degrees the difficulty of maintaining the purity of water supply for men and animals was at all times very great the atbara the branch of the nile near which the whole force was encamped for eighteen days consisted at the time 
of no more than a series of pools from a single one of which the entire army had to draw its supply and to ensure a sufficiency of potable water from this source must have been a well-nigh insuperable problem yet the task was accomplished and well accomplished as the light sick list of that period shows transport also was a constant source of grave difficulty to the medical contingent of the column beyond railhead which was at the junction of the atbara and the nile still some two hundred miles from khartoum everything had to be moved either by river boat or on the backs of animals chiefly camels not only had the wounded and sick to be evacuated to the rear by these means but all material and equipment of the ramc units marching with the column were dependent on the same modes of conveyance naturally the fighting men had the first call on the transport facilities and the medical corps had often the greatest difficulty in securing the necessary boats and camels for their work thus after the battle of omdurman the wounded had actually to be placed on board the barges while these were still loaded with ammunition and stores but the indomitable spirit and resource which then as now characterized the army medical staff were equal to this as to all other difficulties incidental to the campaign indeed the whole story of the part played by the ramc in this final stage of the soudan operations is one that will scarcely be dimmed and assuredly never forgotten for all the corps has since achieved in the infinitely larger arena of the great european war in the years that followed though the clash of arms it seemed had finally stilled within the egyptian frontiers there was yet work enough for the royal army medical corps the crusade against disease and insanitation was pursued by our medical men as unremittingly as ever and year by year they had the satisfaction of seeing their ideas taking deeper root and reforms long and vainly advocated at last becoming accomplished facts though now on a peace footing the british garrisons in the country were uniformly maintained at an average total strength of three thousand or four thousand men and the permanent military hospitals at cairo and alexandria as well as the smaller establishments at khartoum had no lack of patience nor was the tried and proved efficiency of the ramc contingent of the force in any way allowed to degenerate throughout these quiet but busy years the headquarters of the corps had been established at the citadel cairo during practically the whole period of the occupation the normal strength of the thirty-third company which was latterly the medical unit for egypt and cyprus being seventeen officers and one hundred and twenty of other ranks 
year after year the men were systematically and regularly trained in their duties both as hospital orderlies and as workers in the field especially with regard to the conditions obtaining in the subtropical country where they were stationed as an instance of the care with which this training was organized it may be mentioned that so late as the winter of nineteen thirteen fourteen a field ambulance with camel transport was mobilized at mena near the great pyramids and a special desert training was carried out for a period of two months during which time every man of the company received not less than a fortnight's instruction and exercise in ambulance work under desert warfare conditions how soon the experience and efficiency thus obtained were to be put to practical test more exacting than any that had yet fallen to the lot of the old thirty-third company approaching events were very soon to show End of section one